shot. We are entering crunch season here at DFSArmy.com. Of course, I'm Flex Shane. I'm here to talk about the waiver wire pickups for week 16, the semifinals of your fantasy football playoffs. Man, if you guys have made it this far, congratulations. It is not easy. It is not easy. If you were one of these lucky teams that had a bye week last week, I mean, that's congratulations because it was a wild week. There were some definite bad beats. I actually was the beneficiary of a few bad beats, so I will pat myself on the back. But listen, there's some major, major injury news this week that we need to talk about, and we're going to address on the waiver wire show this week. But the one that affects probably most of us is the Jalen Hurts news. Now, Jalen Hurts, of course, if you followed along and you adopted the season-long fantasy football draft kit early over at DFSArmy.com, you, like myself, will have a ton of exposure to Jalen Hurts. And for the most part, it's been a fantastic play. He is the number one player in fantasy football. He is the number one player. He's the number one quarterback. He, that's, there's nothing else to it. He put up another 40-point monster, depending on your for, scoring format this week. Problem is, it sounds like he's going to have a shoulder injury. And that is troubling. Troubling, 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 troubling. Um, the good news is Gardner Minshew is a reasonable backup, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail when we get to the quarterback position, but that's troubling, not devastating because one of the things we preach here at TFS army is resiliency and building a smart bench. So hopefully you're prepared super flex leagues. It's going to be a little bit more challenging, obviously, because there's fewer quarterbacks to pick up off the waiver wire. Hopefully you have a viable streamer that you're going to be using, but I say good luck to that. Jonathan Taylor, he's getting this time. It sounds like he's got a high ankle sprain. We've seen those take about a month to recover, which means effectively his season for our purposes is done, probably for the NFL because the Colts, they ain't making the damn playoffs. Um, and then Colt McCoy, he suffered a concussion, a concussion this week, which isn't great. So we're going to have to uh, monitor his status going into next week, though hopefully you have don't have to worry about Colt McCoy. But let's get into it. Again, before... We get into nitty-gritty, some overall strategy, okay? All season, we preach upside on your bench, upside on your bench, upside on your bench. At this point, if the player has not hit that you've been riding on your bench, maybe a Nico Collins. Look, I'm going to talk about Nico Collins, but a player like that where, okay, we have potential, didn't quite hit. Um, crunch time. Listen, Traylon Brooks continues to suffer from the concussion. I like keeping him on bench, but if you can drop him for one of these players we're going to talk about today with instant possible fantasy production you need to prioritize it so let's get right into it let's talk about the running back position now at the top of my list here this one was tough it was between him tyler algier of the atlanta falcons and dn jackson of the indianapolis colts um i elected to go with tyler algier and that's simply because i trust the situation a little bit more with the atlanta falcons because we've seen tyler algier is finally getting the touches this week he had a 49 snap share he rushed the ball for 17 times and had 139 yards. What was impressive is that this week he had 8.18 yards per carry. That's fantastic. That's what you like to see. And here's the thing. Tyler Algier is an absolute bowling ball, okay? The dude has a 31.2 BMI, which even for a running back, that is a high, thick BMI. 
We saw it when he was in college, when he was playing for BYU in his senior season, he had over 1,600 rushing yards, close to 275 rush attempts, and he had a total of 23 touchdowns. So the kid, well, I would consider him an average athlete, 40th to 50th percentile athleticism across most of the major metrics. The kid knows how to play football. This week, coming up, he's facing the Baltimore Ravens, which is not an easy rush defense. They're, in fact, the third toughest rush defense in the league, so you may not want to consider starting him this week, but the following week, he plays the Arizona Cardinals, and they are a very runnable run defense, so I like the idea of grabbing Tyler Algier, and obviously he's been splitting time with uh, Cordell Patterson, but the rookie Caleb Huntley ruptures his Achilles. He's getting missed to mess this wrist miss the rest of the season well it was that was kind of hard to see to say that sucks that's devastating for the poor guy but it just makes things a little bit more clear in the atlanta backfield and with desmond ritter a rookie taking the helm look hopefully you guys followed my advice this week and did not start desmond ritter my god it was an absolute disaster same thing with tyler huntley i was suggesting against it unless you were absolutely desperate so hopefully you had better options but listen DFSArmy.com, sign up for a VIP membership, get access to our Discord. You can ask your starts of questions directly to me all throughout the week. We're there to help. Of course, Garrett's in there. G-Thom, Garrett Thomas is in, the, is in the house. He's answering questions as well, but we're there to help you in Discord, so take advantage of that for our VIP members. Let's move on to Deion Jackson. Now, the reason I elected to not have Deion Jackson as my top waiver wire priority was simply because... He is competing for touches with Zach Moss, and Zach Moss actually did out-touch him this week. Uh, Jackson only had 13 rush attempts, whereas Zach Moss had 24 rush attempts. The difference is that Zach Moss had a pitiful 3.38 yards per carry. Deion Jackson was not significantly better at 4.23 yards, but in three years as a pro, Zach Moss has had one, count it, one 20-point performance in PPR leagues when called upon. We saw just this season that Deion Jackson had the 28-point monster. He caught the ball. He rushed the ball. He was a complete package. The key thing, too, is that Zach Moss is a beta athlete. He's a 20th to 30th percentile athlete in most categories, whereas Deion Jackson is a 90th percentile athlete in a lot of his um, speed metrics, speed score metrics per playerprofiler.com. He's got a 90th percentile speed score because of his size. The man is fantastic at football. Rational coaching will suggest that Deion Jackson is going to get the plurality of the touches this week. God, I hope rational coaching will prevail. Please, please, Jeff Saturday, let him prevail. I'm going to suggest at least 8 to 10% of your fat budget. But one thing I didn't say to start of the show that I do need to point out, you can't take your fab money with you, okay? Use it this week and next week. Use it, use it, use it, use it. Take advantage of it. If you have a lot left, go after Tyler Agile. Go after Deion Jackson. Go after some of the other players we're going to be talking about today because they're going to help you win. And there's a reason you hung on to it this long. Don't be frugal. Spend your fab. Let's move on. Next player, and I talked about this guy last week, is Chuba Hubbard. Okay, So Chuba Hubbard, he's rostered in still only 39% of leagues. Week 15, he had a 63% snap share. He kind of came back down to earth. But what we like is that he still put up nine PPR points on 
on seven touches, and he also had the three receptions. So we do know that Deontay Foreman is going to continue to be the, the main back in that backfield, but Chuba Hubbard, worth considering a couple bucks. Uh, Zach Moss, we already brought up. He's rostered in 4% of league, so he's definitely out there. I don't like Zach Moss. I don't think he's a very good player. I don't think he's a very good football player in general. I feel like he is a trap if people are telling you that he's going to be the starter over Deion Jackson. So my preference is definitely Deion Jackson. Listen, if you got a couple bucks, you want to throw it on Zach Moss, fine. You can do it. I don't love it. But he's going to get some touches. And then it's really just handcuffs at the running back position. Players like Keontae Ingram, players like Jordan Mason, those are the types of players that you want to have on your bench. Jalen Warren, for example, he got, he got the touchdown this week. Najee Harris actually had a decent week, but Jalen Warren had, had the touchdown. As an aside, the Pittsburgh Steelers look better with Mitchell or with uh, yeah with Mitchell Trubisky throwing the ball. So I just hope that even if Kenny Pickett ends up being healthy before the end of the year, I get it's important touches. I get they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but for our purposes, selfishly for fantasy football. Make guys like Deontay Johnson, who put up 20 points in PPR leagues off 10 receptions this week. Make him fantasy reliable. Make him fantasy viable. Please. Please, please, please. Okay. That that was just a PSA for all of our fantasy football lovers out there. Let's talk about the wide receiver position. And top of the list, without a doubt, this week has got to be Zay Jones, right? Zay Jones is the wide receiver 19 in PPR leagues in terms of total points. Okay. He's only rostered in 43% of leagues. Look, I get it. This is a testament. Fantasy football gamers are fickle. We are fickle beings. For his entire career, Zay Jones did squat. Yes, we liked him as a prospect. Yes, he was a decent streamer once in a while. But in the last five weeks, Zay Jones is averaging 10 targets per week. That is elite level production. And he's a player that needs to be rostered. Now, it's not safe to assume that he's going to score three touchdowns. But as long as he continues to get eight to ten targets every single week, especially in PPR leagues, he's going to be fantasy viable. Zay Jones needs to be rostered. Stop, stop, stop playing games. Roster Zay Jones in your league. It doesn't have to be pretty, man. Just get the damn fantasy points. Listen. We'd love to overanalyze. He's getting the targets. He's producing with those targets. It should be that simple. Let's move on. I'm on tilt. Okay. Jahan Dotson. Did y'all listen to me last week? Did y'all listen to me last week? I don't think you did because only 35% of leagues actually have Jahan Dotson rostered. And once again, he caught another freaking touchdown. All this kid does is touch freaking catch freaking touchdowns. He's only rostered in 35% of leagues. I'm going to suggest between 7 to 8% of your fab budget on Jahan Dotson. Got four of, his, four of his six targets this week, 105 yards, and a touchdown. He's also getting between a 75 to 85% snap share every single game. Jahan Dotson, the rookie breakout is real. Listen, we're going to have a reflection show after, at the end of the season just to see what we did right and what we did wrong because that's how you learn. But let me just say, we were pretty high on a lot of these rookies, and yes, it was kind of scary, but a lot of these rookies have hit. When they've been healthy... And when they've actually been on the field, they have hit. So Jahan Dotson, one of those rookies, love to see it. Let's move on. Corey Davis of the New York Jets. He's only rostered in 33% of leagues. He was dropped in a bunch of leagues because he missed last week with a concussion. 
He's I'm gonna suggest four to five percent of your fab budget. Finally, we saw Elijah Moore, who we're gonna talk about shortly, produce in fantasy football, or at least he was somewhat relevant with, with Zach Wilson under center. But the idea here is that we would expect Mike White to once again become the starter if he's healthy next week. And I like the fact that Jacksonville or um the fact that uh, the Jets get Jacksonville next week, which is a very, very beatable team. Now, it does kind of hurt Zay Jones, who we just talked about, but we saw that teams can still put up points against the Jets when needed. Um, so definitely go and get Corey Davis. Just don't forget, he left week 14 with the head injury, and the week before that, he had 10 targets. So Corey Davis, wide receiver two on that team. Let's talk about K.J. Osborne and the Minnesota Vikings. Listen. It's fun. He had a fantastic game. He, in fact, KJ Osborne had a career game. Okay, he he had his eighty-one percent snap share, but he got ten of sixteen freaking targets. Game high, one hundred fifty-seven yards and a touchdown in a historic comeback win by the Minnesota Vikings against the Indianapolis Colts, which just must suck to be Matt Ryan, man. Largest comeback in, in Super Bowl history. Now the largest comeback in NFL history. Poor guy, man. Matt, Matt Ryan deserves better. You, Matt Ryan, you deserve better. KJ Osborne is still the Justin Jefferson show. We know this. Let's not get ahead of our skis on this one. KJ Osborne is a fine pickup, 3 to 4% of your foul budget. Nico Collins, I'm going to talk about this guy until I'm blue in the face. We saw that Chris Moore came back down to earth this year or this week. Didn't really produce much in fantasy football. Nico Collins is that guy. If Nico Collins is healthy, and I pray that he is, he's going to be the one leading the targets on that team. Again, I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to play again this season. I think he's done. He's just so done with the Houston Texans. Nico Collins is still young. He's not quite as jaded as one Brandon Cooks. So Nico Collins, I'm going to suggest 3 to 4% of your foul budget. Matt Collins, another dude, Las Vegas Raiders, rostered 44% of leagues, 2 to 3%. Not much to say about this guy. He's boomer bust, but typically he's getting between... 90 95% of these snap shares. He's getting the deep targets from Derek Carr. Um, I just don't really want to talk about the game from yesterday. Um, the game they're deeming the collateral damage. Collateral. Get it? Get it? Yeah. Hilarious. 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 I know. Um, yeah, man. That was a game that had me stewing. I was pretty damn upset about that. Patriots playoff percentages went from about I think 44% down to like 22%. So got cut in half. Absolutely devastating. Unnecessary. Matt Patricia's got to go. Let's move on. Chris Moore, Houston Texans. If Nico Collins is back, if Brandon Cooks is back, again, I don't think he's going to be, then he's not really rosterable, but he continues to see the targets. He had nine just this week. It, it's it's the Houston Texans. It's too unreliable. Two to three bucks. Elijah Moore. Talked about him at length every every single week, pretty much. We talk about Elijah Moore. It's only rostered in 30% of leagues. Corey Davis is back. I would say he's almost unplayable, but a couple bucks, one to two percent. Demarcus Robinson, same deal, man. As long as Lamar Jackson is not playing, and the latest on Lamar is no update. That is horrible news. That means he's probably not going to play this week. We would be lucky if we're going to see him in our fantasy football playoffs or finals, in which case, are you actually confident to start Lamar Jackson in your finals when he hasn't played? I don't know if I would be, especially considering Lamar hasn't done much since the start of the season. Demarcus Robinson, boomer bust, unplayable unless Lamar's in. A couple bucks max. Isaiah McKenzie, same deal. Uh, five, six targets every single week. Really, you're banking on the touchdown. Two to three percent. 
Ben Skoranek, my guy. Of course, I'm recording this Monday night during the football game. It's the Green Bay Packers versus the Rams, the Baker Mayfield-led Rams. I haven't seen a second. haven't checked my phone. haven't checked an update. I have no idea what's happening. If I was a betting man, and maybe this will be a cold take, probably not going to be a super high-scoring game. Not exactly two offenses clicking. And uh, it's going to be kind of nasty. But Ben Skoranek, man, he came out, he broke out last week. I like him as one of the top targets. as him and Van Jefferson, for the most part, on that team. Ben Skoranek, a couple bucks. Finally, I got to do a shout-out to my guy, Noah Brown. I say my guy. Not really, he's not my guy, but... Listen, Noah Brown was fantasy relevant when Michael Gallup was missing time. And as a third wide receiver, man, he feasted this week. He actually led the team in targets with nine, and he had 49 yards and two touchdowns. So for those of you like myself who were streaming Michael Gallup in a flex spot, that kind of hurt because up until the end of the game, he or right around, I don't know, a few minutes left in the game, he had zero points. He was going to put up the freaking zero burger, which – Absolutely just devastating in fantasy playoffs. But Noah Brown was a beneficiary. Hard to say. Um, obviously, we know that Dallas is a high-flying offense. They're going to put up points. Noah Brown could be the beneficiary of that. It's going to be hard to predict. Probably going to go off on your bench like he did this week, but a couple bucks. Let's move on to the quarterback position, okay? Because we already talked about that Jalen Hurts is going to miss time, likely, potentially up to two games, which, guess what? When I do the math, carry the one. Oh, yeah, there's two games left in our fantasy playoffs. Just absolutely devastating. So this one, this one's a gut punch. This one's an absolute gut punch. But I will say the Chew, the stash himself, Gardner Minshew, the lifeblood of the Philadelphia Eagles, he's fantasy viable, man. He's a pretty safe floor, 16 to 17 points, and the dude has the weapons around him with A.J. Brown, with Devonta Smith, with Miles Sanders to put up points. Floor, 16 to 17 points. And upside, 25, 26 points potentially. I don't see him breaking a slate necessarily. But the guy's got swagger and the guy can put up fantasy points. In non-Superflex leagues, so one quarterback leagues, is he a streaming option? Yes, I, I suppose. It really depends on your options. If, if your other options are guys like Matt Ryan or, you know, like that, maybe even like, you know, Derek Carr, borderline QB ones, right? Guys that have been inconsistent all season, Ryan Tannehill types. Gardner Minshew is certainly in that conversation. And this week they play Dallas. I love that. Love that. Love that because we know Dallas can put up points. Gardner Minshew, a definite streaming option. I'm going to suggest upwards of, look, in your Superflex leagues, 15%, 10 to 15% of your Superflex leagues, especially if you if you have Jalen Hurts. You need to secure that backup position. But in standard leagues, you probably don't even need to put anything down, maybe a couple bucks. Let's move on to the tight end position. I really hope you guys listened to me last week. I suppose they, uh, even, a, even a stop clock is right uh, twice a day. But Juwan Johnson, man, I've been touting him the last few weeks. Previous weeks, put up some duds. Put up the uh, the, bur- the zero burger a few weeks back. But again, he rocked two touchdowns this week. 67 yards, six targets, four receptions. Juwan Johnson, as far as streaming tight ends go, he's right up there, man. It's it's a dog, dog's breakfast in terms of viable streaming tight ends right now in fantasy football. He's only rostered in 15% of leagues, which means in your league, he is probably available. He's worth streaming. Next, Chiggy Aquanquo. Love Chiggy. 
he led the team in terms of targets this week now or in receptions this week. Now he only had four. So take that for what it is. But Chiggy, definitely a viable streaming option. Again, a couple bucks. He's only rostered in 21% of leagues. I prefer Juwan Johnson over Chiggy. Just I just like the talent a little bit better. He's been more consistent over the last, and there's just a, a bigger sample of games that we can trust. We know that he's going to be part of that offense. Um, but both both are very reasonable streaming options. So that is it for week 16, the semifinals of your fantasy football playoffs. I bid you all good luck because it isn't easy. It's a hell of a ride. And I will say thank you so much for everybody who's tuned in all season to the waiver wire show. Trust me, this is a labor of love. I do this for you, the people, because I I love you, the people. So thank you so much for tuning in and getting to know me. We have one more waiver wire show next week for the fantasy football championships, all the marbles, but Hey, if you've got questions, hit us up in the DFS Army Discord. Just become a VIP member. If your team's out of the playoffs, that sucks. It really does suck. It's painful. But that's why we have DFS. We've got a lot of great coaches, and our members continue to cash every single week. I say this because I'm a broken damn record, but it's true. I keep saying it because we keep winning. So take it for what it is. And when the football season's over, we still have coaches doing hockey, NBA, MMA, Soccer, General World Cup, we had, we had people doing soccer. So we're there for you. If you're sports degenerates like we are over at DFS Army, we got you covered. So I'm Flex Chain. Good week and week six. Good luck in week 16 of your fantasy football playoffs. Peace. Sheesh. Yeah. Big time. No one